in reverence of heart, brokenness, meekness of spirit to, to hear your words again. And our prayers is just that you be magnified afresh. We want to see a fresh dimension of your exaltation because we know you are, you are high. And he said, if you are lifted up, you will draw men to you. We want to see you. I am lifted this morning. We want to, we want to break, break through further into more revelation of your person, more comprehension of you, our Lord. Thank you for the spirit here, spirit of revelation, spirit that illuminates you, that has that that commission to show you all that you are, all that you received of your Father, all that you are, are to us, our Lord. Thank you this morning for the, the weight of the Spirit, blessing of the Spirit, of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Ghost. Move every heart into a place where they can hear you today. We're not hasty in your presence. We want to. We want to tarry until. We want to wait until you speak. We want to hear. Hear your voice. Hear your heart. Feel your heart. We want to fetch. We want to deep into the, the vessel of your own heart and fetch and drink out of you. Lord Jesus, come channel the waters from you to us. We want to taste, taste of your goodness, taste of your mercy. Thank you, our Lord. We give all the praise to your holy name this morning. Lord, help me, help my soul, help my heart to journey with you, to hear you even as you speak, to reverence you. Thank you, our Father. We give praise to your holy name. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Please, let's thank God for the uh, choir, the worship team. Thank you so much. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Please just celebrate Jesus. Do you, do you love him? Are you sure? Okay, let's come closer. We have some space. I'm so sorry, so that um, if there is an empty seat in front of you, you can just move. 
don't mind, please. Glory to God. I know we all have our seats where they visit you, you know. Don't want to miss your angel. Let us not put it on somebody else who's sitting on your seat. <laughs> Glory to God. Don't worry, they will find you. Whichever seat you're, you're sitting today. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. This area is like this reserved for some guys. I think this, whose seat is this one? This is Benji. This is Bamushi. This one, Betty, Jane. Okay, okay. It's, it's all covered. But the, those guys, they don't like sitting down. They like standing, you know. It's like they hear the word better when they are standing. At it. Especially Betty. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Um, praise God. So this week is, this coming week is Light of America. Right? So, yes. We'll be going to, uh, a few of us will be going to Houston. Um, by God's grace, we'll, the program starts on Tuesday. So it'll be Tuesday to Saturday, of course, morning and evening sessions. Uh, so uh, I think we'll just, let's just focus next week, by God's grace, if you can, to um, tune in, listen in. We won't have meetings here, so no live feast on Wednesday, no live, uh, no live meeting on Saturday, right? So after today, the next meeting will be the yeah, upper, upper Wednesday, praise God. Um, so I know you will be blessed. Um, Daddy will be there live and direct, Daddy and Mommy. They're already in the U.S. actually, I spoke to, spoke to them. Uh, they send their love and their greetings, and they're also looking forward to being in Canada very soon. <laughs> By God's grace. Um, they're going to be here live and direct with this year. Nothing, we have <laughs> the Lord has helped us. We have won all our battles, all the battles about, you know, visa, all of those things, all the evil spirits there. They've been defeated. Praise God. So I think everybody should be making plans to September. You know, invite, invite people if you want to. Yes, sir. Praise God. It's going to be a great convocation in the spirit this year. We are moving into a fresh season, to a new, a new time. Amen. Amen. Um, to be awesome. They will also touch down here for some time in Ottawa. <laughs> Yes, yes. Glory to Jesus. So very soon we'll send out, you know how we normally do it, we'll send out the messages to how you can book your hotels and all of that. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory to Jesus. Thank you for helping celebrate my wife this week. Um, everybody. So much, so much love, so much, you know, um, she was so overwhelmed. I'm speaking on her behalf. You want to say something? Okay, please, honey. <laughs> okay. Uh, please pardon me. I think I need to give her this chance to do so. Praise God. Um, um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you so much 
I was actually hoping that you would give me a chance to do this because um, there are so many messages and I can't, uh, you know, every single person go and start thanking everyone individually. But I just want to say from the real, real depth of my person that I am so grateful to everybody in this room um, for the love and the and the showering of grace that you have shown to me. Um, from the beginning of the year, I've been, you know, making jokes in my house that, you know, we're entering the priestly thing, you know, and to be honest, when people say things to me or compliment me, God sees my heart. I, I don't believe it because I don't think that I'm anything. God sees me. I, I don't think that I'm anyone or I've done anything for anybody. When someone says to me, thank you for everything, I'm like, like what? Like, you know, but, but what could someone possibly do to warrant the overwhelming kind of demonstration that I saw this last week? I just want to say I thank you all so much. I thank you all so much. Uh, <laughs> Please stand up, please, I beg you all in Jesus' name. You know, I, I just wanted to do that, to say that, you know, under my husband, under God, that I'm so grateful, and I don't deserve, I don't deserve to, your brotherhood and sisterhood in this company. My family, my real family, have not made me feel even one-tenth of what you guys have shown me. I'm truly grateful from the bottom of my heart to you all. God bless you. God, everybody who gave to me, you guys, I paid off my credit card. <laughs> you guys showed me so much love. Like, I, I, my mind, I prayed a prayer to God, you know, just regarding Light Up America. I said, God, if you want me to go, show me that you can provide. When they say mind blown, I thank you. God will replenish you guys. You will not suffer. You will not lack. And heaven will celebrate every single one of you. In Jesus' name. I had people come to my house and do a dance. Four Igbo men, hefty men, banging my floors just to say that they love me. Then they were passing the current. Like, what? What is... I thank you. I thank you. And then, you know... Um... I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Honey, I, and actually, let me thank you because, you know, I was a child when you met me. And if anybody today will say anything good, anything remotely nice about me, I know that I can point it back to you. You, you, you took me when I was nothing. I had nothing. I knew nothing. You know, when we had lunch, he was asking me that what is the difference between when you were 20 and now? I said, the thing that characterized me as a 20-year-old is that I had zero confidence. I had zero grounding. I had nothing. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't have a future plan. 
It's not like I was good at school and then maybe the little ambition I had, I, I wasn't good enough. I had nothing. And then you took me and you keep pouring into me and you keep raising me. And the thing about you is that you just don't quit. Like, you know, you've had reason to just be like, okay, it's enough, but you just don't quit. And honey, from the depth of my soul, I want you to know that I pray that God will bless you and God, God will raise you and, and God will fortify you. And I know everybody says you're their pastor. You know that you're my father. You're my real, you are my real dad. You are my head. You are my Lord. You are the king of my life. You own me. And I will die here with you. I thank you so much. And I know that these people love me because of you. Because if they, if they met me otherwise, like, would you don't know me. You know, so I thank you for everything. I thank you, everyone. God bless you guys. And God, God will show himself to you. As you guys have made me speechless. God will remove speech out of your mouth for gratitude's sake. In Jesus' name. I know I've talked too much. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Glory to God. I'm, I'm too blessed. I'm just, I'm seeing it more and more every day, you know. Um, no, she's always, she's always fighting me that I'm the one helping her. But <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> It's not true at all, you know. Those who know, know that. <laughs> that she's the one, she's the one. Um, honey, you're the one helping me. Um, I'm nothing, I will be nothing without you. And it's not, it's not an exaggeration, it's just the facts. It's so clear. <laughs> it's so clear, honey. You do, you do everything for me. Um, I, I love you, I, I cherish you. I just hope you felt loved enough and celebrated enough and you feel how much I cherish you. Um, thank you, thank you. God bless you, amen. I'm so sorry, we didn't mean to hijack the <laughs> meeting, praise God, but, uh, okay, I'm, I'm allowed to. Praise God. You know, we had a, just a little dinner and they said I just picked up by my wife and I, I just kept talking and talking and talking and talking and I knew like, hi, these people, right? they were listening to me and I was like, ah, this guy, I know they need to go home, but you know when you have too many things to say, you don't know where to start from, you don't know where to, I was lost, I, was just, I just kept speaking and speaking and at the end I didn't feel like I've said anything. I was like, how can I make her understand what I'm trying to say. Um, only the Lord will help me to interpret that. And I, I pray that more through my actions, not my words, that through the way I live, the way I, by God's grace, I'm with you, take care of you, that you, you will understand that you mean a lot to, to us. On behalf of everybody, say thank you for who you are. Thank you for loving the Lord, for serving the Lord. More, more grace and strength to you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Thank you, Father. Masiha. Mercy, man. Tekarosia. Nafrehanosia. Masibrehel. Mercy. Thank you for mercy, Jesus. Having mercy. Having mercy on us. Farahara Surya. Parashto. 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 Frasia. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I see how you are so celebrated in heaven because every good thing in us comes from you. Every good thing comes from you, comes to us from you through your Father because you received all good things from him that we can partake of these things. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We Every celebration is a celebration of you. You are the only one who should be celebrated. You're the only one. All we are, everything good in us is a reflection of the goodness in you, Jesus. We ask that you feel, feel worship this morning in our, our meditation, in our thoughts, in our words, in all that we say that you be exalted this morning. Thank you. Thank you for your spirit. Spirit. Come on, where put upon us the desire, the burning desire to be nothing outside of you, to see you as a prototype, the, the grace, the kind of heart that longs to be nothing but what you are, to seek after you, to find you. Help us, Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. <clears throat> Amen. Um, I also want to thank our parents in the Lord, Reverend Akayode Oyegoke and his wife, Reverend Helen. Um, for being our parents, for shepherding us. They don't leave any place. You know, there's no, there's no, they don't give you any chance under God to be. And it's not, I know it's not just with us, it's with all their children because of their life is too, um, their life is too, is too sharp. They don't give any space. So if you're out of line, it's not, it's not hard to know. Just spend some time with them. That's, like, that is like my mirror, you know. Anytime I go to him, I've, I, I, I have baptism. I just begin to see all the things that are wrong with me. It's not preaching to me. It's not saying things. I just <laughs> I begin to see all my problems, all my issues, you know. And it's um, the the power of their their parenting is far beyond just talking. It's their life. You know, that's the most powerful thing. They they are they are praise Jesus. They are a gift. They are a blessing. And I thank God because every good thing in in our lives came from them. Um, for over a decade, I just, the Lord told me, this man, he said, this is your father. He said, he clearly to me, and he has never told me that before. You know, I've had people in my life who were in that kind of place, you know, almost like parent, but the Lord has never spoken to me and said, this person is your father. And as soon as I encountered him, the Lord said, that this, this, is, this is your father. And the, the moment the Lord said that to me, I understood what that meant. It meant that, uh, you know, as Paul said, he said, you have many teachers, 
but you don't have you don't have many fathers. You just have when it comes to fatherhood. <laughs> so, so that means when God says somebody is your father, it means that you should be like him. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> and that's the way that's the way I took it, and I, I said that everything about my life, the standard with which they live, I know the spirit. I try to say what's the spirit that they are living from. They say to try and you know pattern my own life, my own family, everything according to that, and I, 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 I pray that I'm, I'm trying <laughs> a little bit, um, and I'll continue to do my best. So I, I want to appreciate them, and I want to appreciate um, God for them on behalf of my wife. I know that everything we appreciate in her is not from her, it's not from me. Uh, you know, she, and she's thanking me, but me, I know where I'm from, what I'm looking for, and I have to give honor to who home honor is due. So thank you, Daddy and Mommy. Uh, please celebrate them for me, my, my parents. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, let's speak about Jesus. Um, let's open the Bible to the book of Revelation. Thank you, Makarosia. <clears throat> Glory to God. Revelation chapter, Revelation chapter four. Praise God. Um, let's read from verse one. It said, after this I looked and behold a door was opened in heaven and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Praise Jesus. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to appreciate some people who, they, they are very dear to my wife, of course to me, um, but they, uh, they help her very, very closely. Um, where's Sister Joke? Is she here? Sister Joke, okay. Please, can you help me just thank God for her? Praise God. Please, I'm so sorry I'm doing this today. I just feel, if I don't do it, I will just feel something is inside my heart to do it. Um, she lived, we've not known her for, is it up to a year? Or year plus? A year plus, right? It's not that long, but the Lord just gave her to us. Um, 
when she met us, she just fell in love with us. And before I knew, she was living in, in my house. <laughs> and she's been there. You see my daughter with her right now. Right now, my, I know my daughter doesn't know really who her mom is. She's somewhere she thinks Jokke is her mom. <laughs> um, because of the, so for you to be able to get to that point, you know that you have, you know children, they don't lie. They don't, if you haven't taken care of that child, the child. <laughs> so she has, God just has helped her, she has served us, she, I don't know, I don't know why, we don't deserve it, but um, the Lord is so good to us, and Joke, thank you. You know I love you. So you I know that. Thank you for, for helping my wife. Thank you so much for all you do, Sister Joke. Sister Caris has been with us for some time. <laughs> Sister Caris, she knew my wife before I ever met her, right? Yes, but I think you met, she met you a year before I met you for the first time. So she's one of, uh, when, you, when you say childhood, uh, you know what I mean? Thank you so much. She, she's moved here and then somehow she has found her living in my house too. <laughs> so she's li living there. <laughs> and she does everything. She's the, she's the what? The class captain. She's the house captain. In fact, she owns the house. We are just living there. <laughs> she, just, she came and she took over the entire house. She, she's in charge of everything. Um, thank you so much. Um, we love you. It's not like she's... <laughs> um, she, so I told you she knew my wife, so they are like age mates. It's not like my wife is older than her, but to come and do that, you understand? It's not, it's power. You understand? It's power. And, um, I, I want to acknowledge that and say thank you so much. We love you. We have, we have a lot of people who are very, I don't, if I mention names now, I'm just gonna be in trouble because, <laughs> praise God. I'm looking at Sister Ayo now. I'm just mentioning her name. <laughs> um, thank you. Sister Annabelle, Sister Mariam. I'm in trouble today because I have to mention everybody's name. <laughs> Where's Benji? He just ran away. <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> All these. Sister Debbie, Sister. Sister. Why am I mentioning all these names? <laughs> The Brian, good boys. <laughs> Brian, good. So it means the, the street is named after one of the guys in the, who lives in the house. 
Glory to Jesus. I'm in between preaching the message and continuing, but because of time, I want, we love all of you. You know that, every one of you. We love you. We love you so much. You are our family. You are our real family. You understand? We don't. We traveled to Mexico for how many days and left our kids. That girl is like how many months old, you know? And we didn't feel anything, like there was any concern or anything, you know. We just left them with you. Um, thank you so much for everything. The Lord will bless you. You guys are doing very well. Not just because of these things, but, um, you know, sometimes you, you get used to the life you're living. Maybe if you don't, you don't have as much interactions with other what is out there. The times we are living in this is not a time when anybody does anything that doesn't serve them directly. You know the kind of life of sowing for others, not thinking of yourself, pouring into others. It's a strange life in this day and time. This is a time where everyone is preaching yourself, yourself. Think of yourself. Don't be, don't be taken advantage of. Don't be victimized. That's the language of our time. But you guys are, you are even not just how you relate with each other. You know, you're learning how to serve one another, to love one another, to prefer one another. That's the life of Christ. There's no better life. And I'm too sure you all will, you will get older, you will have family, you have kids. Your children will be stars because of the kind of life they will be born into. Amen. Do you understand? Where, what the Lord is doing in you um, is, is not, it is God's seed, heavenly seed in you that's gaining expression. So I want to encourage you that don't get, if anything wants to make you weary, don't let it. Um, because God has been so good to you. Um, the evidence is clear. Praise Jesus. Father, we thank you. Glory to God. Amen. Chapter 4. Thank you. Makaro Siha. And he that sat, glory to God, was to, was to look upon like a what? Like a jasper and a what? A sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats, I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the, what? The seven spirits of God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Um, chapter 5, verse, um, let's read from verse 1. I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, so, so bringing us back to the throne, right? Um, after describing the, the angels, 
the elders, the four beasts in verse chapter four, chapter five, bringing it back to, so setting their eyes, or, or rather bringing the vision back to what is set upon the throne, right? Remember he said in verse two, I was in the spirit and behold the throne was set in heaven and he said I once sat, one sat on the throne. And then chapter five now he's saying that I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice that who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof and no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open the book and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And then one of the elders said unto me, weep not, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the what? Root of David has, hath prevailed to open the book and to lose the seals thereof. And I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into, into all the earth. And he, he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book and four, be, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the what? The prayers of who? Of saints. Glory to Jesus. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue, and then what? People, and then what? And nation. Praise Jesus. They, of course, they went on to, to praise, to begin to praise the Lamb. Now, verse 6 said, um, I beheld and in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. This is interesting, right? Because a, a slain lamb doesn't stand Right, a slain, a slain lamb should be slain, it should be, should be lying down. A slain lamb should, be, should not be standing. But this lamb was standing, so it means that is a slain lamb who, who also, who is still living. So if it's slain, the glory to God, as stood the lamb as it had been slain. So 
If the lamb had been slain, it means the lamb was dead. If he's standing, means he leaves. And if it has been slain, means it was dead. That's what is showing the identity of the lamb, that the lamb leaves, but the lamb was dead. So it's, it's slain nature is still there, it's still visible. Praise Jesus, you can, you can tell. This one, this is not just living, this is a thing that has gone through death. Yeah. It was evident that this is a, it has, the lamb has the, he has the, the, the credentials, he has the CV of the death that he has been through, or the death that he has gone through. So the lamb has been slain having seven horns, having seven horns, and having what? And seven eyes. So this lamb is a strange lamb. Now you find that the, it's, not, it's a lamb, but it's not ordinary, because lambs don't have horns, really, do. Lambs have horns. I don't think lambs have horns, naturally. But this one has seven. So, so you see that this is a lamb that has begun to exhibit characteristic of another life. He has begun to show characteristic of a different kind of life. I can assure you that before the lamb was slain, he didn't have these properties. It was just, you can, it was a lamb, but it was not, it was, an, it was, um, it was someone you would call of the sheep order, but a normal sheep or a normal lamb that would look like every other sheep and every other lamb. What makes, what will make him a sheep? Certain things that will make him a sheep means it will have the nature of a sheep, which is a sheep is a follower. Right, is a is part of a is a is a part of a flock. The sheep flocks. It doesn't only flock. The sheep is tuned to the to journeying by voice. That's the the power of a sheep. Right, is the is it is the greatest power of the sheep. When you have you know flocks are different. You can have any different kinds of flock. You can have a flock of cattle. You can have a flock of bisons. You can have a flock of goats. You can have a flock of rams. You can have different kinds of flock. But there is something that sets apart the flock of sheep. It is the program that they have, which is power, is a powerful kind of flock that they have the power of hearing. There is no other flock that has that kind of power, which is they can be led by hearing. They can be led by voice easily. Glory to Jesus. So this lamb, so, so if you want to see Jesus in the spirit, um, he's not, he, he didn't, he was not always Praise God. I mean, Jesus as a man. You know, the Bible says the Lamb of God was slain from the beginning of the world. Right? Of course, that Lamb was slain in God. So you know that everything in Jesus was in God. Yes, Do you see that? Yes, in fact, he became, I mean, that Jesus of Nazareth 
who then became the, the logos, who then became the word, right? The beginning was with God, was the word, and the word was with God as logos. It was with God, and it was God. In the beginning was the logos, logos was with God, then, the, the, it, then after a while it became flesh. So it means that everything that Jesus received, so Jesus, who was Jesus of Nazareth, he came into a configuration as a lamb. But the configuration of a lamb which he came into was not, it wasn't just developed at that time when he was becoming a lamb. It was something in God. Now when you actually, when you see God, God is not without a lamb. <laughs> Amen. That is one of the, the properties of God is that God has a lamb. You see it at the end. It's the last picture of the Bible. It's God and the lamb. After a while, him and his lamb, they, they took their throne. They went into their world. The world which they, were, they prepared for themselves, which is the world to come, to habit there and to stay there. It's, say, God, God and the lamb. And the lamb. God and the lamb. So that, that lamb of God was, at some, at some point, God brought forth that lamb in him. He has a lamb in him, and then he took the lamb, and he slew the lamb. Right, you see, he's a slain, that slain lamb means a lamb that is an offering. Do you see that? Is a lamb that is for you to for the lamb to be slain, the lamb must be given. That's why when they say that the lamb of God was slain from from the foundation, it wasn't just it was not it wasn't just slain, it was slain for you. Do you see that? It was it was what? It was the lamb was slain for you. Now there's one thing about the lamb. When you when you think about the sacrifice of death, there is, the, the thing about sacrificing, um, say sacrifice, sacrificing is actually, is a binding. It is, it is a, sacrifice is a tool of covenant. That is how, what God used sacrifice for. The power of sacrifice is good. the way God was using sacrifice. No, that sacrificing thing is in his mind, is the wisdom of God. Praise Jesus. Praise See, sacrifice is strange. When is a, is, a, is a property, sacrificing is a key property of God. When you shift outside God, you stop seeing sacrifice. Is actually is something that can never leave God. Is a is a is a is a is something that magnets to God's nature. Is is an idea of His that when you shift from Him, it disappears. That if if you leave God, you lose the capacity to sacrifice. You lose the concept, like Satan did when he. In fact, the act of breaking out from God is the rejection of sacrifice as a principle, to, to stay with God is to stay by sacrifice. Yes. 
Because, yes, because the wisdom of sacrifice is the wisdom of covenant. Sacrifice is the power. You know, where's that place in the Bible? Those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. That's, that's Psalm chapter 50, verse 5. Glory to God. He said, he said gather my word, my sins together unto me. Those that have made a word, a covenant with me by what? By sacrifice. That you're making covenant with me by what? Sacrifice. Now, when you make a covenant, you're not making, you can't covenant with God without God covenanting with you. In fact, God is the one who initiates the covenant, who is the one who writes the terms of the covenant, is the one. What does that mean? It means that before when the Bible is asking you to sacrifice, they're not telling you to come and do one thing that has not been done before. They're just come and telling you, come and do and do what God has done, or what God is doing. From the Bible, the first person who sacrificed was God. Do you see that? You need to see that. You have to really, really see that. You have to see, you have to see that. <laughs> and then there's when you say sacrifice, ah, this God has come again. He always likes things. <laughs> he always. You know, that's the other side of, when you're outside the word of righteousness, you have a, a concept, a concept of God, which is, God always brings things. Every time God is the one, every time you pray to him, God, I need this, I need that. It's an image of God. But when you come into a word of righteousness, the way the, the word is calibrated and they will, they will redesign God for you and repackage God and tell you, hey, that thing is not God, that thing that you have been, that person is just a kind of an idea to help you move from point A to, to move forward. But they tell you, look, this God, man, it demands things, oh. How many of you have felt that before? That was a feeling, and sometimes that tends to be the overwhelming feeling of people when you come into the, the oracles of God begin to open, and then God begins to sound, hey, demand. It's as if, oh my God, and then Satan knows that thing, and they will begin to paint it. You know that's Satan's message? Is it? He invented his sins. Even in, 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 that's the message he preached to angels. Imagine Satan going into the second heaven and just looking at seraphims. Looking at, we, we will first speak to the most, the, the, the most blazing one, the, the hottest beings there. And he will just say to them, ha, ah, Bona. <laughs> born, born, born. Born, 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 born. <laughs> Burning beings. What will he begin to do to them? He will begin to now question them. Okay, well, I know you do his pleasure, but is that all you're going to be doing? Are you seeing Satan's voice? That's how that's how it sounds. It'll be like this thing that you are this pleasure pleasure thing you are drunk with. This not. Have you ever heard of hacking before? It's more than all. This. So why are you carrying this thing on your head as if? This being, how can you just be giving everything about you to a being? You know that burning nature means that you reserve nothing. 
That everything in you is a foil that should be offered. That's the, what is it, the burning ones. You ministers of his. They minister to him. Minister. <laughs> Praise Jesus. But imagine, you know, Satan hates that nature. If you want him to be angry with you, set yourself on fire. When I say set it, I mean not, not strange fire. I mean, <laughs> and not, of course, physical fire. Because you already know the end of that thing, that you can give yourself to be born, but and have not. So it means that the real fire is charity. Right, that's what you are supposed to. Charity is the beginning of burning. That's the, charity is the fire of the seraphims. It's according to the, the DNA of charity. That's what they burn, the holy place, right? Charity is the fire of the holy place. Praise Jesus. So, but say the devil hates that. Once you take that posture and say, okay, I want to become a burner. A burner means somebody who, who doesn't reserve, who wants to, who turns all they have into fuel. Fuel means that everything I have should be burnt up, should be given a sacrifice. I'm, I'm willing for all I, I am to be consumed. You know, that kind of nature. That's a, that's a seraphic nature. That is, that is the attitude of the holy mountain. That's the attitude of seraphims. That's the attitude of the holy place. That's the charitable nature in the spirit. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But Satan, he doesn't, once you start that kind of thing, yeah, 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 yeah. He sends emissaries to begin to speak to you and begin to tell you, okay, this born in life, this charity thing, have you considered all these other things that they are? If you burn everything, what else will you have to take care of other things in life? Right? How can you, you, how can you burn everything? How can you surrender all? How, why would you allow God to consume everything about you? Do you understand me? Is um. He sows a seed that will always be speaking, that every time you're trying and you are, you are giving your everything, they'll say, what about you? What about you? Okay, okay, what about you? Do you see, you are losing, you are losing yourself, you are losing, you are losing, you are losing. You are losing things. These things you are losing, you might not get them back. You are losing them. Do you see that? It's, a, it's Satan. That, that enemy, he has that conversation against souls who are born. That's how he calls seraphims to fall from God. Because he will, he will paint, he can paint your future to you very easily. He will paint the picture and say, look at you. Are, you. are you gonna be doing this thing forever? This thing, this burning for him? How can you just be a stone on his mountain? How can you not have what? Another ambition. How can you not have another aspiration than this place that you have been kept? So he will, he has the ability to make the soul weary. And how weariness sets in when you begin to consider other things. Thoughts are powerful. Weight will just be, weight will just be landing. Hey, heavy. Glory to God. <laughs> so it means that, that being Satan, Lucifer, is weighty. 
He's a weight in the spirit. He just dumped the weight of his thought on seraphims. And when you are too heavy, you can't take, you can't stay in your hide. In the spirit, he weighed them down and he brought them down. To be, to maintain an ascendant position, there are some weights you must not carry. You get, you must have, you must not have some, you must be light with, one thing you must be light with are thoughts. Right? What kind of thoughts that, the thoughts cooperate with the ground, it's gravity, right? It's a, thoughts are mass that, that can cause gravitational pull downwards. So, if you, you don't have the ability to deal with thoughts, that are against your ascending, your elevated position, praise Jesus, you will have, you will begin to move downwards. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? Glory to Jesus. So he has that kind of nature to accuse you. Once you're coming into the, in the word of righteousness, you begin to learn about the oracles of God. You know, the oracles begin to talk about the demands. The oracles will speak about, to show you the promises, that these promises have demand for them. God is calling you, come out from among them. Do this, touch not the unclean thing. He's demanding things from your soul. Praise Jesus. And then the enemy will paint that thing to make you see God as a being who only demands sacrifice. That he's just, to, to see God as a demanding person. I want you to, let this message enter you. I want you to allow this message to speak to something in your heart this morning. The Lord. Thank you, Father. Take the tight. I take on the altar. I take from the altar of your heart. I take tight. I take the tight of your life. I've taken the tight. I've called you because I also take sacrifices. I take sacrifices. I take sacrifices. I've not called you into things we are not doing, for it's our culture. It's our way of life. It's our way of life. Give me, give to me, give to me. That which is well-pleasing, give to me. I'm a rewarder. You see, for this, the concept of seed, when it sows to me, it comes out better. It comes out beautiful. Sow to me your life. I will beautify you. Even with my things, for it must die. It must die for a new life to come. It must be given. It must be given. Give me you. 
I want you. I want you. I want you. I know your end. I know your end. For I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm calling you to a higher conversation. This is the way to deal with many sins. This is the way to make you beautiful. For this is a serious conversation. It's been since the beginning. It's been since the beginning. Guard your heart. Understand I'm a good father. I'm not calling you. I won't leave or forsake you. Answer those doubts. Answer those quests. For I've come with mercy and great gifts in this season. Yield to this conversation. For it is blessing. It's great blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. <clears throat> the, the Lord, praise God, said those who have made covenant with me by what? By sacrifice. Glory to God. Psalm. Verse 1, Psalm chapter 50. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He's the mighty God, even the Lord has spoken and called the earth from, from the rising of the sun Unto the word, the going down thereof. And it says that out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. For our, our God shall come, and he shall not, and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him. And it shall be very tempestuous round about him. And he shall then call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Praise God. Then this is the call. This verse 5 is the call which he will make. Remember in verse, verse 3, he said that our God shall come. Then when he comes, he will not keep silent. So then this silence, then there's a, there's a colon there after the silence. So that colon is, is interpreting the, what kind of, the kind of sound, the kind of voice, uh -huh, the, the kind of manifestation of, of, of his voice that will comfort. And it will be, it will be a fiery manifestation. You know that 
the fire, the fire uh, that burns in Zion is a fire lit, is actually lit by the, is the, I want you to see something. I want to see a, a cause. I want you to see the fire of seraphims or the fire of the mountain as like a response to the, the tongue of God. Right? Remember the, we spoke about your own members. The tongue is something that can set on fire the cause of nature. Tongue is like fire. Look at the shape of your tongue. It's like a, it's like a flame. Right? That's the, the, your tongue shape. It's like a flame. When the, the Holy Ghost was to come on Pentecost, he said, they appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire. So it's a fire that took the shape of a tongue. It's prophetic. Do you see that? The, when the Holy Ghost came, they appeared unto them cloven tongues. That cloven tongues means like it's the shape of a tongue, actually. But it's of a fire. Right? And so the, the spirit was saying there was, there's something fiery about tongues. You know, and it, it manifested in them. The Holy Spirit descended and manifested in them. The Bible said they now began to say sat upon, sat, sat upon each of them. Praise God, verse 4, Acts chapter 2. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and then began to speak with other tongues as the word Spirit gave them utterance. Glory to Jesus. Now we know that this thing is a sign. This thing itself. Now, of course, there was the element of speaking in tongues, what we can call, we call it baptism of the spirit. You, you can call it that if you want, but they, they spoke in tongues. But really, what happened in Acts chapter 2 was actually a demonstration of the spirit. That was a type of the, it's the, the bringing in of a fresh dispensation upon the church, which will be characterized by, will be operations of tongues, operations of speaking, that will, first of all, will be fairy in nature. Do you see that? Now, do you, let me also tell you something. You're speaking in tongues. Now, when you start speaking in tongues now, le kaima, lo praze, kaloria, le gramango, rikashi, brata, saliha, porehetegre, fesano. It has utility to, your, to you. You can commune with the Lord in that way. You can pray in that way. You can do intercession in that way. It has utility to your soul, but God is not flat like that. The same, every time you are tonguing, your tongue is also a sign. These signs shall follow them that believe. The first thing, they will speak with new tongues. Everything about which follows them that believe are actually signs. Signs. So when, even when, say they will, they will take up serpent, they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. See, they will cast out devil. So whenever you are, there's a devil in somebody, you say, get out in Jesus' name. And it, it's cast out. You have effectively helped that soul by casting out a devil from them. But that's not really all you are doing. That thing you are doing is also a demonstration of a sign. Do you see? It's a sign. What sign of, it's a sign of casting out of devils. 
it's very clear that the devil, the problem with men is not devils inside of them, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the devilish operation. Do you see what I mean? Is the ministry of the New Testament involved the casting out of devils from souls, but primarily really through the operation of the ministry of the gospel, praise God, by which you will bring forth a manifestation of the Son to undo all the works of the enemy. Is also, so it's a sign. All of those things are signs. That's why they, they call them signs and wonders, miracles, all of those things. They are, so effectively, it has an impact on the person. It brings some kind of help, but it's also a sign of an operation which is tied to the New Testament. He said that these signs shall do what? Follow them. So he said one of the things, one of those signs that will follow them is the sign of tongues, tonguing. These guys will just begin to speak with new tongues. That speaking of tongues is, every time you see tongue is happening, it's, it's, sign, it's a signage for a particular operation of ministry in the, in the New Testament. Glory to God. And like I said, it is, it is something that is it's fairy in nature. I would say, what is the sign of tongues? Isaiah prophesied it in Isaiah chapter 28. He said that, that where this is the weary, rest which I will cause the weary to rest, praise the Lord, he said that with an, another word, stammering leaves, and then another tongue, shall who do what? Shall he speak unto this people? Praise Jesus. So the, the ministry of tongue, what is tongues a sign of? You're speaking in tongues, when you're speaking in tongues, different things can be going on. The Holy Spirit can be making intercession for you. Through tongues, you're also reaching out into your own spirit man, giving your own spirit man, opening up a channel for your spirit man to deposit things into your soul. It's the, it's the connecting with into, it, tongues is a way of reaching into the spirit to fetch resource. That's the, the, the sign of tongues. It's the, it's the ability of the soul to reach into the spirit and to pull things from the spirit in, uh, through, the, uh, praise the Lord. Amen. So, is that, it's very clear then that, that tongues, tongues is, the, is a sign of revelational ministry. It's a sign. Once you, that's one thing that you can never escape. Once you open up word of righteousness, is the, the season of the oracles. Right? They tied the, they spoke about the word of righteousness in Hebrews, and they called them the oracles of God. Oracle. The revelational ministry is the ministry of the word oracles. The, the oration of God. The speakings of God. The tonguings of God. You understand? That's uh, so, so tongues is a sign of revelation and ministry. Now, the sign of revelation and ministry is a burning sign. Right? Revelation, the uh, revelation, what, you, what we call spiritual revelation, is a fiery operation in the spirit. Manifest that we remember for the first time we saw New Testament revelation occur live and direct 
was when Jesus was speaking to those guys on the way to Emmaus, and he, he spoke to them. And then when later they now said, did not our hearts born within us? That was the first time they had experienced something like that. When Moses came, their hearts were not born in. When they were given of the law, when prophets prophesied, hearts were not born in. But when Jesus Christ came and began to talk from the, which he came to begin to speak from New Testament, um, New Testament allocation. It's different, it's an allocation of the spirit. It's Holy Ghost has operated on the earth before, but at this time it's different. They want to, they want to, God wants to begin to encounter people through revelational means. It's different. It's through what? Revelational means. Revelational means. There's, revelation is powerful, right? Revelation is more than inspiration. Most of the activity of the spirit before that New Testament has been more on, on inspiration. The prophets were not prophets of revelation. All the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Haggai, Zechariah, all the prophets, they are not revelational prophets, they are inspirational prophets. When people are sluggish, tired, they need to begin to prophesy. They prophesy and prophesy until the people gain inspiration. It's not by a revelation. You must, it's to, to inspire the people, to, to give them some spiritual impetus to, to do the things which they have been what? They have been told to do. What is different in the, book, in the New Testament? It's different. The, the, the thing, that thing called revelation. Revelation. Say revelation. Revelation. Revelation is a different method of God reaching men. Revelation. <laughs> praise Jesus. Uh, this revelation is a instrument of, of covenant making. Right? Is an instrumentation of what covenant, not any covenant, is a particular covenant that has, that has to do with the New Testament. The way they will make the covenant of the New Testament, it must involve revelation. Why revelation? It involves the writing in the hearts of men. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I don't know if you agree with me at all. You're not agreeing with me? You agree? Are you sure? When God is coming and God is saying, I want, to, I want to bless you. I want to minister to you. You know, that's what's happening right now. God, he has, he has prepared things. All those things that he spoke about, he's prepared for them that love him. That will be revealed to us by his spirit. Remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that I had not seen or ear heard, that has he entered into the heart of any man, all the things. In that preparation, there are many things involved. To prepare things for them that love him. Preparation. One of the things that's part of this preparation is the slaying of his lamb. Is that thing happened from the foundation of the world? God brought his lamb and slew. Those are preparations that God has made for them that love him. So when you get born again, they help you grow from milk of the world. They open up now the oracles of God. And you begin to, to enjoy the ministry of the oracle. Sometimes you, you don't know what has happened 
because when the oracle starts speaking, it begins to tell you about your side of it. This is your own part of the bargain. These are the things you need to do. Sometimes it's hard to see that God has done his side. Do you understand what I These things which God has prepared for them. Prepared. Preparation is not a small thing. It's a God, before you came, God, they were doing things. They were, they, do you understand what I mean? And those things are not trivial to them. The things they did touched them. They made monumental decisions. Do you understand me? So when you're seeing revelational ministry, which is what Paul was describing in his first Corinthians chapter two, he's, just, he's trying to teach you. Um, it, and that's one thing about revelation. Revelation, will not, when it begins to come, it looks cheap. To make it flow that way, some things have been done. The preparation of heaven. It's like, they will say, okay, what can we do to make our life begin to flow like a tap from the, the you know, that their life is an impossibility, it's an invisibility. Their life is, is you know, it's like I said before, describing that it's from the realm of things that be not. As far as man is concerned, what they are bringing are actually things that be not, that they are there to open up, develop a tap and make a channel to bring such things to man. It's a lot of preparation I've born have been done on the part of God. Glory to God. Those, those things are sacrifice that God has made. Do you get, get. So, so is, a, is a principle. What's the principle? You cannot make covenant without sacrifice. Right, it's, it's, not, it's not covenant first, it's sacrifice first, covenant next. Right, it's, it says, gather my sin together, those who have made a covenant with me is by sacrifice. It's through, you must, to get to covenant, you must have gone through sacrifice. <laughs> Do you get that? So now, this thing, God is not exempt from this. God will not, the reason why you are, the covenant is coming to you is because they, they have done, God has done, God, like I said, is the master sacrificer. He wrote the manual of sacrifice. There's nothing that you will, you know, there's a way the Bible will put it. That, not that we loved him, but he first loved us. <laughs> It was John, I think it was John that was saying that. Verse John chapter four, verse 19, he said, the reason why we love him is what? This first John four. In John four, he said, we didn't choose him, he chose us. And what they are telling is that everything that you feel like God is asking of you, he has done it for you more. Now think of the pains that you feel too. You know the pain that you feel is, 
is a pain of aligning with covenant. So, so it's just a thing of you must, everybody must suffer pain. <laughs> There's some kind of pain involved in sacrificing. God is not exempt. So do you see there's a pain involved in being one with God? Yeah. There's a pain involved in God to becoming one with you. Yeah. Do you know, you, know, you, don't, you, you might not understand his own size. I don't know if, if we ever understand it fully, maybe in eternity somehow, maybe it, would, it might try and gist to us the story, their story of how they made decisions concerning you, maybe. To become one with you is sacrifice. But you know, devil is a bad devil. He can never let you see that side. If we just want you to see this God is always demanding, do this every time. Everything must be according to your own terms. Your own t- we are just there. We are the ones here walking. You are there sitting in heaven demanding things. All kinds of feelings that you can feel. <laughs> Praise Jesus. So what I was saying, that revelational ministry, all right, in that uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, right, it said that, that I has not seen or ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of what? Of man, the things which God has, what? has prepared for them that love him. But he has revealed them to us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth what all things hear the word, the deep things of God. So this ministry of of searching and, reveal- and revealing, like I said, it is, it is mainly, it's a fiery ministry. That was what was demonstrated by Jesus on the way to Emmaus. He said, did not our heart born within us? Now, what does that tell you? Why is it a fiery ministry? Because uh, the revelation, 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 praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Revelation is comes to the heart to set, to light fire, is to, is to burn things, to set things ablaze. Do you see that? It comes in revelational ministry. That's a, a sign that you, are, you have settled on a revelational ministry, is that you have you, 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 you begin to gain experiences of catching fires on the inside of your soul. When, you, when, when it lands in your soul, it turns into a fire that burns on the inside. <laughs> so it's a, it's a principle, actually. It's a spiritual principle that light should not shine without burning. Do you see that? Like journeying of soul that... The light will not what shine without what without burning. If if the light is on, something must be burning. It is through light. It, so the, the light of revelation must be consuming. Do you see? It's a it's a consuming light. You know, you know everything has fake. Even revelational ministry has fake too. It has its own fake. You know, Satan always creates his own. So if you know that, ah, this generation, the in thing now is revelation. So you, and it's going to happen, you see, almost every ministry which will pattern themselves according to revelation. 
every kind of ministry. All kinds. We will get to a time the Catholic Church, when you see that, they will teach you in Revelation. You don't believe me? You, you, don't, you, don't, you can't see it. It's very soon. They will just say, let's just take Mary. Let's begin to. They will now begin to, they, you see, <laughs> insight. Sorry, I don't want to touch on that. Sorry. Because it's a season. It's a, it's, a, it's a season of the end. It's a time of the end. What's the, time? What's the season of the end? A sign of the end. Men want to burn. That's the time that the end, end is coming. Men want to burn. I want to feel something. I want to. That's why people are looking for passions. They're looking for, looking for causes. They're looking, no, 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 no. Things that you can't just be here like that. What are we going to go after? People are taking all kinds of causes. Some have taken climate change. Some have taken racism. Some have taken all kinds of things. Nobody's comfortable being like that. People are looking for fire. They want to burn. They want to burn. So if you're, so just dry things without fire don't work. You must go and look for fire somewhere. If you're a pastor, go and look for fire. <laughs> but just, the problem is that Satan, the devil, now understands the season too. So he distributes fires to people. Flames. Are you, are you understanding me? Yes, sir. What do I mean by fire? I mean that it consumes. Like revelational ministry is for to consume you. Yes, sir. Is to is to give you is to give you a a consummation to consume your your inward person to to set it ablaze. It's not our heart born within us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So what is fire? Fire is the, is, the, is the receiver of sacrifice. Fire is the collector of sacrifice. How do you say, okay, I have a sacrifice. Let's say back in the day when they wanted to sacrifice to God. I have a sacrifice. It's a nice bullock. What that sacrifice, you can't, when you give that sacrifice, how you know it has gone? Something must happen to it. God ordained that in the Old Testament that at the end of the day, only one thing has the power to collect the sacrifice. Fire. Go and check, read it. All the book of Leviticus, right, when it was given the ordinances, an offering made by fire. An offering made by fire unto God. An offering. He kept using that word. That this is an offering. He spoke about the meat offering, the sin offering, all of them when he was given how to do it. Take this part. This is what you born. It's an offering made by fire. An offering made by fire. An offering made by fire. It means that God is saying that what collects, what fire is how God collects. Do you get that? So that's how you, that's how you check if you are offering. Check. Are you... You understand? Check your heart. Right? Is there, is there a fire in you for God? If you don't have a fire in you for God, you can't give some God's things cold. You can't say, God, I brought the ram. We are ram. Start going to heaven. There's no fire involved. Just hey, find your way to there. I, I, I leave you on the mountain. Find your way to God. 
you must find a way, you must, you must ignite a, f- a fire that can, because there must be some consumption. You can't, if you brought something, the thing you brought is still there, you are still seeing it. It means it hasn't gone. Nothing has been collected. It means that for sacrifice, things must be brought to ashes. Another word for sacrifice is the suffering of loss. You must suffer loss. You lost it. You sacrificed. Do you understand me? Fire is a collector. <laughs> and fire is, is God, when God created fire, fire is very powerful. It doesn't, you can't negotiate with fire. Um, can you only burn the outside? Don't burn the other side. There's a, don't take some part. Fire is ferocious. Fire takes everything. It's the only way you can't cheat with fire. Fire is the only thing that guarantees you've given. Or you, say, or you say, okay, God, I just like the thought. I like the idea. Mm, I just want to think about it. Okay, oh, the book of Revelation said that. Whoa! Okay, I will consider it. I do not know of that. You can pile those things up. <laughs> those things cannot translate into the service of God. Do you get what I'm saying? It means that, what I mean is that in the New Testament, you cannot collect the idea and reject the fire. You can't, you can't collect it. Oh, wow, oh, I see. Nice, nice kind of life. You guys have a kind of nice life. It's the way you do things. I love it. Then you go and copy it. it you, know, you can copy it, but it can never ascend to God without fire. Malachi chapter 3. The Lord who you seek will suddenly come into his temple. All right, when he's coming, what is he coming to introduce? It's fire. It's for the purpose of offering. For who may abide the day of his coming? Of course, not everyone will abide. Those who hate fire will not abide. Glory to God. But who will stand when he appeareth? For, for he, he is. This is the, the manner of his appearing. Do you see this appearance? It's the appearance of the Lord in Zion. Right. When, when God comes to, in Zion, in Zion, he comes like a fire. He comes like a what? A refiner's fire and like what? A fuller's soap, verse 4, verse 3, sorry. And he shall sit there as a refiner and a what? A purifier of what? Of silver. So that he, might, he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as what? As gold and then what? And silver. So that they will do what? They will offer unto the word, unto the Lord, and what? Offering in what? In righteousness. So it means that what makes actually, what makes the offering righteous is the what? Is the, is the burning. Leviticus say an offering made by fire. Is an offering made by what? By fire. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We give praise to your holy name. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? Yes, sir. Glory to Jesus. So the, the, the mountain of the Lord is, um, is a mountain of where covenant is made, right? What kind of covenant? Is covenant made by what? 
made by sacrifice. Right? And then sacrifice, thank you. I describe sacrificing to you. I said sacrificing must be done via an instrumentality. These New Testament sacrificing. Nobody can sacrifice in the New Testament without revelation. Yes, do you see that? You can't, without revelation, you cannot do what? You cannot sacrifice. It is revelation that introduces the fire. It designs, the, introduces the fire. It's the light of sacrifice. Praise Jesus. Am I correct? So he said, gather my sense together. Let's go back to, quickly, the book of Psalm. So verse 3, let's see again, verse 2. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. And God shall what home, and shall not keep silence. Then when he comes, the fire shall devour before him. And then it shall be what? It shall be very tempestuous round about him. Then he shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may do what? Judge his people. He will now tell them, gather my sins together unto me, those who have been made a covenant. So it's very clear that those who will be gathered unto him will be those who have already fulfilled this covenant by what? Sacrifice. Then he says, and the heavens shall then do what? Declare his righteousness. Which righteousness is this? This righteousness is different from the righteousness of their, of their sacrifice. Right? There's a, there's, a, there's a righteousness first that you use. That There's a righteousness which the, the holy mountain is meant to produce which is the capacity for offering. That's what he calls an offering in righteousness. So the reason for that righteousness is to, is to make offering, what offering? It's the offering for a covenant. When that covenant is made, the purpose of that covenant is to open up a new season for the declaration of his righteousness. That's what this is saying here. And where, where would the declaration of his righteousness come from? From heaven. What he calls the heavens. That the heavens shall declare his what? The heavens shall declare his righteousness. For God is what? For God is judge in what? Himself. Hear, my people, I will speak, O Israel. I will testify against thee, for I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for, I will not reprove, will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goes out of thy foes. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls and mountains. So he goes on and on. Now, I'll tell you one thing about Israel is that God has with them is they were, of course they were a nation of sacrificing to God, but they tend to shift 
out of the heart of sacrifice. So you see, in Israel, things will still be going on in the mountain, in the temple. Things will be bringing things to God, but they will shift out of the alignment or the kind of posture that should produce such sacrifice. So God will say, I'm now angry. Keep your bulls, keep everything to yourself. I don't care. The cattle on the thousand hills are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. I don't need food to eat. You are missing the point. Are you seeing that? This allegorical thing with Israel is is to teach you. It's for, actually, it's for you and I to go and read that when you see sacrifice, what, what matters is the righteousness. Do you see that? Is is that if you try and bring anything that seems sacrificial, but doesn't contain the righteousness thereof, it shall be rejected by God. That God does not accept everything. Praise Jesus. So the holy mountain is is a mountain of right sacrifice. Do you see that? Is a mountain of what? Another way to put it is it's called acceptable sacrifice. Acceptable sacrifice is the the mountain of acceptable sacrifice is Zion. What makes what makes Zion? There are other there are other mountains. There are many mountains where men offer, but but Zion is very is very specific. Not anybody can get to the top of Zion. Yes, if you are coming there wrong, Zion will begin to fight you. Yes, Zion is a mountain that God instituted. This kind of mountain will wage war against beings who, who are who are coming in their vanity. Right? Zion has, has seen all kinds of souls. You see soul with agenda. What they are coming there is not, has nothing to do with God. It's something there. <laughs> you know, there are all kinds of souls. We bring, we, they are dancing, we are everything and all of that. But they don't, they have no... They have no affinity, no desire, not, nothing in their heart for the God of Zion. But they come around and that Zion is a mountain that, that can, it detects such a soul and it makes war with souls. Glory to Jesus. So Zion is a terrain in the spirit to, it's for the, like I, I said last time, it's for, the, it's for the purification of sacrifice. Like I said before that, when you have a lamb that is on the base of Zion, as in taking the journey, it doesn't work the same as a lamb that is on the mountain. Why? Because the, the, the journey of climbing adds value to the sacrifice. There are many things that can make you turn back. Are you getting my message today? Yes, sir. Do you agree with me? Yes, sir. Now, God, when God is, you know, there are, there are many things that are prepared. Zion is a preparation. 
Do you agree? God founded Zion. He designed Zion. To bring forth Zion is not easy. Do you agree? What is Zion? Zion is a man who you climb. Do you agree? It's not one mountain, it's a, it's a being, it's a person. He has a mountain in him. You have come to Mount Zion. And then to God, the judge of all. <laughs> it's actually it's a being that uh, he, has, he has the mountain constructed in him. So the, the, the presence of Zion in the spirit is a proof that God himself has sacrificed. It is the sacrifice of God that brought forth Zion. Right? Zion is a mountain. Zion is an advertisement of covenant. What do you, you see what I'm saying? It's a covenant that's been advertised by Zion. It's a mountain of covenant. You cannot come and make covenant because we have sacrificed to bring forth Zion and make Zion available to men to come and to climb. When you say climbing Zion, you are climbing Jesus. Right, you are climbing a man. Praise Jesus. So if he says make, you make a covenant by sacrifice, God didn't bring covenant without sacrifice on his own side. Remember, covenant is a kind of, is a merging, an agreement between two. So God made his own sacrifice which included the, the slain of his lamb. Yes, sir. Thank you. Do you see that? The what? The slain of his lamb. The, the manifestation of, of the lamb. Lamb, say lamb. Lamb. Being slain. Two. The, what we call the lamb is a kind of a provision. In God, when you look at the lamb, who the lamb is right now, he doesn't just have the, his, his destiny, his destiny, his essence, his purpose, doesn't have, just have God tied to him. He also has man tied to him. Therein is a sacrifice. Do you understand what I mean? When I say that God slew, it wasn't, God wasn't slain the lamb for his sin. <laughs> You didn't have sin. That's not why he was slain a lamb. Why was God slain a lamb? <laughs> it wasn't for his sin. It was he slain the lamb. And slain the lamb was an offering. That God himself gave offering. Do you understand that? He himself, he also brought... His best thing, yes. then he will say, This is my best thing, which was that lamb was his own. 
which was, once it is, it is his lamb, it means that it was his own. It doesn't belong to anybody. You can't, that lamb before, you can't lay claim to that lamb. He has nothing to do with you. He's the lamb of God. It was just purely that eternal lamb, which was only, that lamb only, only moves with respect to the, the, the interest of the God's, God's own life. But then God brought the lamb out and said, okay, I want to slay you. By slaying you, I want to refine, repurpose the, the, um, the code, the purpose of your life. We want to engraft another destiny, the destiny of man into you. We will change your living purpose. God slew him. When God slew him, slaying means that you is a is also a shift of identity. Also, the unslain lamb in God is not a man. What I mean is not a man. Is that check him? There's nothing about man present in that one. It's pure God lamb. So to slay him means you alter the, you get what I mean? You are changing the identity of that. When, when, you, when before, when you check that lamb before, it's a kind of an animal that when it was in God, when you check, what species is this? say This is God, this is just pure God. This is a, this is a species called God. But now when you take the lamb and they, they check him in the street and say, what species is this? This is a dual species kind of an animal is a God and his man. Do you see that? To do that, he must be offered. God made an offering. God made an offering. Do you understand what I'm saying? God, don't think God has not suffered loss. Do you understand what I'm saying? The, the scripture makes it clear. God, his own son, who, who who spared not his son? He spared him not, but offered up. Will he not freely with him give you all things? Meaning that he has already given everything. As far as God is concerned, God took everything. You might not know what that means yet. Maybe later we'll understand. Ah, oh, it's what you did. Oh, my God. For you to understand what he did, you need to understand is that, that estate from before when you were not involved. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Glory to Jesus. So he, he took the lamb, he slayed the lamb. As soon as he slayed the, the lamb, that slain means transition of life form. He, he slayed him. It means he put him through death. The word through death means he, he passed the activity of sacrifice. That he was offered by God. He was slain by God. When he, he took him through death, something strange happened. That's a manifestation of his now, his dual species nature, is he developed horns. That are, uh, those, when you say horns, he has seven horns. He's not just a normal lamb anymore. He's different kind of lamb. He's a, he's a lamb with a particular equipment. 
Those horns, the, the horns on the lamb are not for God. They are for men. Seven. Seven horns, and then what? Seven eyes. What, how do I know they are for men? Their number is seven. When you number seven, you don't number God's things in that order. Do you get that? Seven numbering is, is a... Seven is, a, is, a, is, a, is actually a number of, for, of God's, um, God's, God's endeavor when he came into creation. He, he, he kept that number. He used that number. That's, that numbering just means the, how God divided the cause of his works, of his, of his deeds. You understand? That, that everlasting, the sealing aspect, right, of, you get what I'm saying? When he created, he's seven. He said he did it six days, and on the seventh day, God rested. You must add the rest to it. Otherwise, it's not complete. In other words, rest makes it complete. Rest is a sign of completion. You say, God created on the seas and he was still waiting. It means he hasn't finished creating. He might create more later. Rest is the completion of the, of the work. That's what makes it seven. Do you understand what I mean? You get what I'm saying? So you see that thing of seven, seven, seven. Seven is the, the numbering, what, the numbering of, of works in it, it takes to accomplish things for man. Right? You know, you know man's number is six. But he must add his rest. Yeah. But you, but you, see, that, you see that aspect of rest is special. Is um is oh God, it is is a God factor. You understand what I mean? When Satan is raising his own man, he can do the six, but you see the rest thing he doesn't have. That one he can't add the seventh. When they say that oh, he that has wisdom, let him number the number. He said the number of a man is six, six, six. He's telling you that is you Satan doesn't have the seven to add. <laughs> He can fake everything. He can do. He can copy. It means that everything God is doing, He can copy, but He can't copy God's rest. He doesn't know how to do that. So that's why that man that He made is a is a lie. It's actually is a lie. Is a is a lie. It's fake. It's a, it's a, you can't make a man without rest. That's how you know that this being is not, is, is not a being of rest, that, that antichrist. So it is, what is rest? Rest is, quali- is qualification for paradise. It's CV. When you want to check, can you, can you come into paradise? How can you stay in paradise? They will check you. Do you have that? It's, a, it's like a check mark in the spirit. It's a credential called rest. They will check this. So do you have that thing, that special commodity called rest? If you don't have it in you, you can't come into paradise. 
Do you understand what I mean? <laughs> it's clear that the first thing that sin did was to remove man's rest. The moment rest was gone, God said, let's take them out, take them out. Take them outside the garden. This garden area, paradise area, is for beings with rest. You see, the first, that's the first thing sin collects. The first thing Satan lost was his rest. That was what, it was his rest that made him able to stay in Eden. So that was being in Eden, the garden of God, that anointed cherub that covered it. When they first made him, he still had the crest of God's rest in him. But when iniquity was found in him, the first thing iniquity took was what? That rest, and then he had to fall. He had to come out of that. So one thing Satan can never produce is an Edenic creature. He doesn't know how to do it. He can make a lie, but he can't. He can't create that Eden. Praise Jesus. But are you seeing this lamb of God? This lamb, the lamb of God, as, like I said, he has was seven eyes. And he has what? He has seven horns. Seven, having seven eyes. Let's see again. Revelation chapter 5, verse 6. It says, And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been what? Slain. So you can't separate as it had been slain from having seven horns and seven eyes, right? Which are the what? The seven spirits of God that are what? Sent forth into all the earth. So, so the seven spirits sent forth into all the earth manifests as seven horns and, and what? And seven eyes. Are you seeing that? They show the spirit of God in the throne before as lambs burning before each other. They are there. But they are there burning. They've been burning since the throne have existed. But this is the configuration of those spirits in a slain lamb. Right? That, uh, that manifest at, as eyes. So these eyes are also, they are also fairy in nature. They are eyes of fire. They are eyes of burning. 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 Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Am I making some sense to you a little bit today? So, this lamb is one with the what there's something configured inside him. His lamb is one who he's one with the burning um I'll call it the burning realm of God. Right. He's a is one with the word, with born of God. Is um, is imagine 
the Lord God offering him, when God offering him, another creature arose. He stood. He was slain. Then he stood, but he didn't stand as he was before. He stood as a sent one. Right, because he embodied the spirit of send. He embodied, or what you call it, the apostolic spirit. That was what he, what he did what? He embodied, he embodied what? The apostolic spirit of being sent. He said the, the spirit which is on him is the spirit that is sent into all the earth. So the lamb which God did not send a lamb that he hasn't slain. God sent a slain lamb. Through his, it is true the, 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 <laughs> the offering process of God that it, God hewn an apostle from that, from his, you understand what I'm, he, 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 from his altar where he sacrifices, he raised an apostle to send him to the earth, to all men. The, when, when he raised the apostle, when you look at his eyes, his eyes still carries the fire of the altar from where he was raised. He's one with the altar. He, he was slain there, but he was also born from there. Do you see that? What do I mean by that? That he was born from there. I mean that th that lamb is anything about the sacrifices for the covenant God wants to make is inside of him. It's, it's configured into his nature. Then he rose an apostle and they sent him. We are good to men. Now, what is the, the power of the lamb? It's very simple. The ministry of the Lamb is what? Is to bring all men to the altar of sacrifice or to the, to the place of covenant. That's the ministry of the Lamb. That's what his apostleship is for. When he said, consider him, right, the, the high priest, the apostle, and the high priest of our, of our profession, to consider him. You have to consider him because of he, only he has the, the leading. He has the direction. He has the secret. Where the lamb goes to, the, the Bible said they sent him into all the earth. What, where, what, where in all the earth does he go? In all the regions where you will find men who have destiny in the covenant. Those are the people who they call the saints. Those saints of God are souls who are, or you can also call them people who are, who are written in the Lamb's book of life. God knows where they are. <laughs> in all the earth, God knows where they are. Some are in Saudi Arabia. Some are in places where they've never heard Jesus before. Some are in all kinds of terrains on the earth, locked in all kinds of places. But when you check the the lamb, it's called the lamb's book. So the lamb has a book. That book is where he reads for his ministry. It's the book of his ministry. All right, in, in that book, there are souls there. There are names written there. I don't know if you are seeing what I'm telling you this morning. Do you know that there's a personal ministry of the lamb towards you? 
I believe that if you're here, you're not, your name is written in that book. I'm not saying it out of just saying it. I'm just, I'm just saying that if your name is not there, what are you doing here? You should have left since. You should have gone away with your own business, doing your own thing. But I'm assuming that your name is written in the yes, Lamb's Book of yes, Life. And, right, and if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, I'm telling you that the Lamb of God has a ministry towards you. Yes, and he, the, the Lamb of God has been sent to you. Specifically, he has been sent to you to lead you. He who sits upon it. Remember when those multitudes, I saw a great multitude, which no man could number of all tribes, all tongues, all those tribes, they are all the earth, where all the, the people whose names are written in the book of life are, all of them. Praise God. He said, and the lamb which is upon the, on the throne what shall feed them, and then will do what? Lead them to what? To living fountains of what? Waters. Praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So lamb, what is lamb? God's lamb. God's lamb is God's pattern for sacrifice. It's God's pattern for sacrifice. God's lamb is God's what? It's God's pattern for sacrifice. Are you seeing the, that whole holy mountain? He owns it. Yes. The, the entire mountain belongs to the lamb. Everything about the mountain, every, every information which every stone of the mountain is trying to communicate is inside of him. Inside his nature. They know him there. The first time that the present heaven saw him, that's what they were seeing in him. Seraphims began to see themselves in him. They could read him. Say, oh my God. Wow. Wow. So you mean that we are not only the only ones who have this program? You know, they are, they are ministers, they have ministry. Each of them have their ministry, and their ministry is specialized. They know each other's ministry. So I say, are you not seeing your ministry inside that being? And then when they see their ministry, it's not just ordinary, it's better. You know that they all know their limitations. But he doesn't have limitations. His own ministry is, is, is finer, is purer, is more refined, is more enduring. It is stronger, better in the Lamb. That's why they all were, they were just worshiping him. Oh my God, look at this being a God. It's a, it's a perfection of ministry. So, so the Lamb of God was offered by God to teach men how to offer. There is no kind of sacrifice that you can ever make that is not in God already. That was the, the manual that Jesus began to read when he, he came. He said, Lord, I come in the volume. Sacrifices and offering that thou wouldest not. But a body has thou prepared for me. He says, Lord, I come in the, in the volume of the book. In the volume of the book. In, in, the, in the volume of the book it is written. What? You know, Jesus' name was written in the Lamb's book. Jesus was the first man who found that book and was able to read the book. He said... I'm not just going to live the life which men live. I am, there's a, 
my awareness has been brought to a book that has my name on in it and has a life inside the book is spelled out a lifetime that the, this man who has this name, this is how he should live on the earth. Do you know that your name is written? Yes. When you say that you have your name, it's not Benjamin Davis that they wrote there. That's not what it is. When you say whose names, the word name means image. Yes. Do you understand what I mean? What that means is that in, in the Lamb's book of life, there is a design fully image of somebody called Benjamin, what he should be. It is called his book of life. So if you say something is book of life, what did they write in the book? It's life now. It's not, it's not a list of names. <laughs> It's not, a, it's not a list of names. Ah, he just came to every check. Is his name there? His name is there. Oh, yeah, enter. Your name is there. <laughs> Have you ever heard that song? He wrote my name with a golden pen. He wrote my name. He wrote my name. <laughs> he wrote my name. <laughs> Say, my name is there. Amen. Your name is there by God's grace. But I want you to understand that when you say that name, so do you understand what I mean? When you have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it's, it's talking about, it's your lifetime. It spells out, it's a life which you ought to come into. It's in a book in the spirit. Now, you can't read that book. You can't understand that book. You can't take it. Because no man was worthy. In all heaven, earth, beneath the earth. That's why John was weeping. Nobody could take the book. And if you can't take the book, you can't gain access to what is written concerning you. You can't have access to it. It's, it's, up, it's in the hand of one person. Because where that book was sitting, at the right hand of him that sat on the throne. That man, the, that place of the throne can only be accessed by certain kind of creature. That was the reason for God to, so God offered to raise a man that can take his life, not for himself mainly, is to give it to what? To give it to man. To give it to man. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, do you know the best way to read that book? Read the Lamb. Read the Lamb. You can't take the book again and read it. Somebody sang his song. He took it. He opened it. He has opened it. He has he read the book. Is the book. Yes, sir. 
Everything about the book, he has ingested the book. He has taken it. So, so the lamb is not only, doesn't, it's not only just someone living. He's also a record of lives. Of men inside of him. That's what makes him a redeemer. He can't redeem you if he doesn't have your program. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. When, they, when they share the blood, they say, ah, it's not working for you when we are trying to. The, the code did not act. So it's blood. When you, if you speak the, the blood of the lamb, when it was shared, it begins to speak. It, was, it, it, it wasn't speaking for himself. Imagine blood. Imagine blood. He began to raise intercession for all men. All men. All men began to raise intercession. That blood is still speaking to you today. He said, He speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. Do you know that, that that blood knows your name? It can speak about you. While you are sleeping, it can be praying. Where, where, that, where that, that high priest in heaven, imagine he can stand for masses of men. Masses of, nobody gets lost in there. He stands in heaven, he's making intercession. Who, he ever leave it to make intercession for you. He's interceding, not, not generally, specifically. There, there are things about Yinka that, that he's saying concerning you. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, we, we, we don't know what God raised. God raised a machine of yes, salvation. Sir. Yes, sir. Now, when he's speaking concerning, you know, you know Satan doesn't accuse generally. All yes. oh, these people are bad. Jesus, God, you can't save them. No, no, no. He, he comes like he stood beside Joshua, the high priest. He comes and spe- specifically, he has specific accusation for each soul. Hey. For each specific soul, he has is very very detailed in his accusation. They call him your adversary, the devil. So he's not the adversary of all mankind. (laughs) If you when you check him in the spirit, he has a personal what ministry of opposition. But thank God for Jesus. That priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. He knows the details of your life. Yes. Yes. He's not a, a, we don't have an high priest who is not touched by the feeling of our infirmities. You think he doesn't know your infirmities? You think he doesn't know what can make you fall? What can make you? They can know that this thing can make you fall. Okay, we must plan ahead for him. Let's... Let's begin to pump the revelation to them, all the things that he needs to know. Oh my God, he who is able to keep you from stumbling. Able, able, glory to Jesus. He's able to do what? He's able to keep you from stumbling. He who who is able to keep you from stumbling must know more than you. It means that if he's the one keeping you, it means that if they leave you, you will stumble. Yes, sir. But he has ability. Yes. He said he can keep you. He said that he can 
present you blameless. That is, you understand, the, the, the charge that the lamb has. Glory to God. It's very personal. He's able to keep the church from stumbling. That's not, it's you, man, you. Do you know that? How many of you believe what I'm saying to you today? This is not the verse. You can't find that verse for me. to Jesus. Thessalonians. Glory to God. Yes, that's Jude, sorry. Jude, verse 1 says, to him that is able to keep you from falling, sorry, and present you what? Faultless before the presence of what? His glory with what? Exceeding joy. The next verse. To the only wise God our Savior be what? Glory and what? Majesty, dominion and power, both what? Now and what? Forever. Amen. Praise Jesus. Finally, the point I'm trying to make here is when they're, they're speaking about your your ascension, right, your, first of all, your, your being raised as a spiritual person, right, your, your spirituality, your spirituality, first of all, is for you to come to a place, of course, where you can, you can align yourself into the, into the, the life of sacrifice, right, because through sacrifice, you enter into the land of covenant. The land of covenant is a land of life. It's a land of everlasting life. That's God himself, God's own life. Right? He said that, well, he said, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel in those days. That I will put my word, our laws in their minds. And I will, I will write it upon. And then no one shall say unto the other, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from what? from the least of them unto what? The greatest of them. To come, into, to come into writing of, the season of writing of God's covenant on your heart, you must have followed the lamb. Nobody climbs Zion without following the lamb. Nobody climbs Zion. This Zion we are talking about, this mountain of God, Mountain of burning. You know, every step is sacrificing. Sacrifice. You say, okay, offer this now. Imagine you walking with the lamb. They will say, okay, to move from here to here, offer this. Then you will, you will give that offering. You will climb. You say, okay, offer it. You say, ah, how do I, I don't know how to offer. Check me, check me. Check the way I did it. Look inside me. You will see that. Read of me. 
offer that. Say, ah, this is too hard. It's too hard to offer. Check in game. Do you love the way it sits? See how, how it is in this. This is what, where you can get to. That's how it keeps you from falling. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? The, the way when you're climbing Zion is beholding the lamb. If you, if you're able to discern the lamb, you'll be seeing Zion's steps inside of him. That's how you know. What are we talking about? Ascending, ascending. What are you talking about? I'm just telling you, is how. How do you ascend? You can't be beholding the lamb in your conversation every day and not be ascending. You will be ascending. Do you see that? I said the, the mountain is in a person. It's designed in him. Consider him. All right, you. That consideration is, is meditate upon him. Think upon him. Allow the Spirit of God to, to bring images, impressions of characteristic. You should be able to see the lamb. When it's time to, you want to respond, you will just see the lamb. You will calm down. See? When you want to take the wrong step, you just, you just cite him. Hey, that's not his step. Oh. This is his step right here. If you, are not, if you are not skilled with beholding the lamb, you won't be seeing Zion. Is the, the mountain who you climb. The revelation of him is a revelation of the steps of the mountain. It's, it's, to, to make, it's configured to make soul to step. You know, it's not easy for soul to step. To, to let your soul take a step. A step. Take, a step means an inward shift. You know, every step is a commitment. Yes. Yes, when you say, I'm committing yes. here, yes, you take the step. Yes, the devil wants you to be weak yes. because of you will think of your loss. Hey, yes. I lose this. What about us? Yes. Ah, this place seems very stable. I can't move. But you need to gain the encouragement of the yes, lamb. When you see his own step, yes. ah, how beautiful. That is beautiful. You know, Zion is a summation of beauty. Yes. How beautiful upon, upon the mountain at the feet. Glory to God. So out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, what has happened? God has what? Has shined. You will not see the beauty of those steps unless you see the lamb. The lamb makes it beautiful. I want to paint. Hey, this is demand, 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 demand. When you see the Lamb, God, it's, it's, it looks good on him. Sacrifice looks pretty on him. Sacrificing, the, that's why they designed him to make sacrificing fashionable. The beauty of, of, of Zion. When you see the lamb, you will hate flesh. You will hate selfishness. You will hate your own things. Because they don't look beautiful. But when you see his life, 
perpetually, constantly slain. You see the beauty of such a life. Glory to God. That's the secret of ascension. God wants to raise you up. God wants to beautify you. He said, it will, it will beautify the meek with salvation. That meekness is a, is, is, is a configuration inside the lamb. You, you can't see meekness anywhere. It's in the lamb. See that meek attitude, meek nature. Glory to God. The Lord wants to add beauty to your life. That's my message this morning. He wants to beautify you. He wants to, he wants to dress you up. He wants to make you, he wants to develop commitment to you in your life for the, the calling of ascension. See that, the calling of the upward life. To make it alluring, to make it beautiful to the soul. And as you behold the Lamb, glory to God, that beauty will not be lost. Amen. You, will, you will see it. Just begin to open your, just open your spirit. And begin to ask, speak to the Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Lord Jesus, we honor you. Thank you today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Opening of eyes. Blessing of opening eyes. Giving of eyes salve. Salve. To cause scales to fall. Hindrances, blindnesses. Anything that, was, that stops us from beholding your image, your nature, from seeing you, seeing your sanctification, seeing your holiness, seeing the life that is in you, or seeing, beholding the beauty of the Lord, seeing you, our high priest, thank you, because healing has come to us today. That we are ushering. We have been ushered into a season of empowerment, yeah. of, of seeing yes. clearly. Yes. Seeing clearly. Yes. Ability to see for our, the retina of our souls to retain the image of yes. your son, Jesus. You've raised him up, you've set him, you've given him to all men. All men should see him, that all men should honor the son to see him, to exalt him, and exalt his life. May he be exalted in us that he will increase and will decrease our Lord. Thank you, Father. I pray for everyone this morning, but this is the blessing of this morning, to give everyone renewed capacity, to give everyone help of the Spirit, to, to discern the steps of the Lamb. Lord, let this revelation be personal, let it be individual to each, every one of us. Let us begin to see we will begin to see the steps. We will begin to see. And courage to follow. The willingness to follow. The grace to follow. Grant to every one of us. Thank you, our Father. Lord, we commit the following week unto your hand. Light of America. Lord, we pray that there will be visitation. I, I pray that the distance will not be a barrier. That every heart this week, oh God, will receive something tangible, Lord Jesus. Come on. 
visitors walk into our bedrooms, our living rooms, and wherever we are, we connect from. Come and encounter our heart. Let the, the cloud over us, let it bring forth its rain. Let it rain upon every heart. Thank you, our Father. Oh, we give all the glory to you. Just bless the Lord. Just reverence him. Just say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Lord, we ask for Johnny Mercies for every one of us traveling to the U.S. Take us there, Lord, and bring us back safely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.